Looks like we've made it to Friday, the November the 18th edition for 2022 of Things You Might Have Heard. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. We thank you all for joining us for the ride all week long of all the great news we've had. Yesterday seemed like a downer of news. Today, it was hard to uh, siphon through some of the news stories. Top 15 stories of over the last 30 hours that were posted is what we choose from to give you the top eight here today and or eight of the top stories in Morse Narrative. And there were a lot of stories to get to the first story pretty obvious where we're going with that one but all the stories today are very topical very conversational very interesting stories that were vetted by you over the past 30 hours more details on how that works out i'll explain towards the end of this but you can get a jump on that by stopping by our website this is a conversation project.com it explains what goes on behind a conversation the why behind a conversation project and how things work out I had a conversation little conversation yesterday with a person who's sort of an infrequent um viewer of it and so I was trying to get a gauge of what he saw it as. And as things happen, you present something and the message always gets garbled and things get lost. So we're going to do a better job of explaining the conversation project going on. But to keep this thing under 20 minutes, we're going to do it on the website. So stop by this is a conversation project.com and see more of the explanation behind how we got to what we're doing and why it's done the way it's done. Let's go to first story, which is, like I said, pretty obvious. Brittany Griner begins nine-year sentence in Moldovia, Mondovia, Mordovia, penal colony, 30, 350 miles from Moscow. Two days ago, Brittany Griner was moved to her now new home office in Mordovia, the penal colony there. It is well outside of Moscow. It is nowhere near civilization. And from what we hear for what goes on in penal colonies, men and women's, it's going to be hell for nine years, essentially. Uh, just the... the the description of how these things look, how they're run, what's going on there is just uh, brutal and it's heartbreaking. And everyone uh, you know, who's not living in Russia is probably um, has a heartbreak for what's going on in there. The Russians are going to do this. Uh, there is still hope for some sort of prisoner exchange to get her out of there. But we can expect um, pretty hard times for Brittany Griner for quite some time uh, working through those um whatever she's going to do there in the colony. The work is pretty much useless. It's just working to work. The conditions are horrible. The sanitation is bad. The food is bad. The people are basically, they're either out there, you know, trying to kill each other or wandering around like zombies just sort of existing. We're going to see how well uh, Brittany Griner can uh, maintain her health, mental and physical on this one, because there'll be plenty of people looking in on her, we're expecting. Uh, although, you're not going to see her be released anytime soon, which is the real sad, tragic part of this. Taylor Swift tickets snafu caused by Ticketmaster abusing its market power. Senate antitrust says, chair says, words that don't work so well with my mouth today. So Taylor Swift all week has been trying to sell tickets to her concerts all week long, and Ticketmaster has had issues. They either It's either up or it's down, or it's deferred, or there are too many tickets, or not enough for the venue. In fact, today, general admission tickets on this Friday are supposed to go on sale today for the general population. It's not happening because there's not enough tickets. They're not even real pieces of paper. They're just digits at this point. But Ticketmaster had a big old snub with their system, and Taylor Swift is uh, essentially the target of it right now because the Swifties want to see Taylor Swift, the first big concert tour in a long time. So this is a time where Ticketmaster should have tested their servers, tested their systems, tested things, make sure it worked. And the Swifties broke it. Or most likely Ticketmaster being the only option 
didn't have it good in the first place. And so it was going to break regardless. And just so happened that Taylor Swift was up on deck going forward. The real sort of funny thing about Twitter is uh, everybody's essentially glad it's happening to Taylor Swift because when Beyonce tickets go on sale in a few months, they want it fixed because it should be. Ticketmaster is the monopoly of ticket sales. You know, just over the past years, they've, they've, they have consolidated all power in online ticket sales, online ticketing marketing. And unless you're going to Eventbrite going the cheap way, Ticketmaster is a way to go or through them in some sort of sense. They have been bad for a long time. The Senate's now calling it antitrust. I'm not sure they're going to break up big tickets, but um, more people are watching. And as I said, the Taylor Swift fiasco is going to be a lesson learned for hopefully no Beyonce fiasco. If there's Beyonce fiasco, this nation may burn. You think uh, January 6th was a big deal? Beyonce fans, the Beehive, they might have something to say about this. Nancy Pelosi stands down as leader of U.S. House of Democrats, barely being the third story picked over uh, Taylor Swift stuff. But she's you know, actually a serious person doing actual work. So we have to give her many props for Nancy Pelosi. First going into uh, the House back in the 80s. She's been there for quite a while doing the things she's been doing. And at this point in time, she says she's not running for uh, the leader of the house. She's going to run out her term and she's not going to leave the house. A lot of stuff is to basically, you know, hang out, take care of her husband and be more at home stuff as an 80 year old grandmother and wife. Now, 70 year old grandmother and wife. She's not Biden's 80. She's not quite there yet. Now, let's get this straight. That means the two people that were in line, the two other guys who are 70, 80 years old, they're probably not running either. The head, the person who is head and shoulders uh, set to be the leader for the Democrats in the House will be Hakeem Jeffries of New York, who will be the first black person to uh, run, uh, uh, hold his office that high in, in the government. So that's a cool thing as it is. Uh, and there's a couple other people in the younger cases where they're actually going young. They're not going AOC, so don't freak out. AOC is not being tapped to be the next Speaker of the House. That is <laughs> in no way to hell that's going to happen. About Hakeem Jeffries, who's done the work, been there as a loyal lieutenant, is essentially the front runner to take over that spot. No one essentially, no one's talking up yet because it's only been a day, literally since this announcement came out there. But behind the scenes, it looks like he has the power base. He has the chance to run things going forward. And he will now run, of course, the minority, uh, while the Republicans now have a temporary majority just by and we'll see when more votes come in uh for the house and we'll see what happens you know come election time again whether he can take over and run a race much like ms pelosi congratulations ms pelosi for your time and service uh great words coming out too we'll see what happens with democrats going forward meanwhile kentucky's mitch mcconnell voted against interracial marriage i missed that ampersand and his wife is asian american and the ampersand thing is supposed to be a comma in the language of the computers. Oh, okay. So let's talk about this this headline. The Senate yesterday was voting on a on legislation to basically protect same sex marriage and interracial marriage because, believe it or not, interracial marriages in many states are still on the books as being illegal. They just are illegal. No one actually enforces these things but it is what it is. So a bill that combined both same-sex marriage, which has you know its own issues, and interracial marriage, which has had issues for decades, well, both had issues for decades, but big issues for decades, were put together. Mitch McConnell voted against this because he was voting against the same-sex marriage, but also, in a way, voted against his own marriage. He's married to Elaine Chow, who's been hold various uh, positions in top government, various secretary positions, like Secretary of Labor and, and Transportation, in both 
the last administration and in the Bush administration. So she's been up there for quite some time and she's been Asian all her life. And their money comes from her family who has lots of money and ties in China. So there's issues with that. But that's not today's issue. Today's issue is he literally voted against his marriage because it was tied to something else. Go deeper into the story because it's not quite that simple. As we said, these things are never quite as simple, but just go deeper in understanding what's going on because it does seem kind of crazy. Let's go on to our next story. This is the fourth story of the morning, or the fifth story, I should say. Yale and Harvard Law Schools part ways with U.S. News, man, missing all those commas, and World Report rankings. I don't know what happened today when I was coming through stuff. But U.S. News and World Report for decades has been, you know, what you turn to for the best colleges, the best vacation spots, the best place to retire. And unfortunately, fortunately for you guys, fortunately for me to learn this, what I learned in broadcasting, what I learned in publishing, what I learned in a media, when I got into it full time after my career in the military, is that all these lists are kind of bogus. There are sales lists. There are lists of things based on primary (coughs) (coughs) choking up on this one primary singular type of issues that that don't kind of really wash out when there's 180 different law schools across the nation picking in top 10 can be hard and there are various reasons for people to want to be in the top 10 but there are various reasons for people to want to go to somewhere in the middle or somewhere in the lower end because whatever the rating scale is it doesn't you know if the cafeteria is what keeps you out of the top 10 then does that really matter? Yale and Harvard are saying things, but no things, even though they use it a lot in their advertising and in their promotion abilities. But they're basically saying they don't want to be a part of this because the rankings just don't actually rank up to anything that's substantial, especially when there's almost 200 law schools across the nation. How do you actually get to these 10? Uh, as I said, in learning publishing, when you see those those magazines that do the top 10 list or the best stuff stuff, those are essentially asking people to vote for things which is great and then they put out a list of what people vote for and then they go to the people that got voted in and say hey these people think you're great pay us some money so we can put some advertisement into this paper and you do it because it's perception and perception is of course reality in most cases that is how this goes millions impacted by adderall shortage there's a shortage of adderall yes that's literally what was just said in the headline but there is a shortage of adderall and there are many reasons behind it and people are freaking the hell out about it. Adderall, which is used for many people who ate with ADHD, uh, are all of a sudden not being on the shelves. Now, there the reason behind that part of it is um, supply chain. A few years back, like a year and a half back, there was an issue at one or two of the of the places that actually packaged it and, and produced it. And so, with that, there was a hiccup in the line. So that more or less is part of the issue. That there's just not enough Adderall in the pipeline to get to folks. Also, during a pandemic, one, more people started taking the Adderall they were prescribed, and two, more people were subscribed Adderall. So there are more people taking it or needing to take it at this point, and less of it at the moment, based off of a glitch in the supply chain matrix. Uh, As this thing gets fixed, it will get better, but right now, there are many people who need Adderall, who are rationing it or not taking it because they can't get to it. And many people who may or may not need it because it's maybe over-prescribed, but they're taking it and making sure they get it. So there's less of it for people who are in serious need. This is a serious issue. Check out the link and go deeper into the story on this one. If you know someone who suffers uh, from ADHD and needs medicine like Adderall, there are other medicines, other types of medicines, but Adderall is a specific blend of what's going on. 
make sure that they are taken care of. This is not so much a check on your on your strong friends thing. Check on your friends that, that aren't so strong in this case and, and need these types of things. CNN's New Year's Eve coverage. I fixed that ampersand. Uh, bans anchors from drinking. Now, the anchors in the various locations across CNN's uh, New Year's Eve coverage this year will not get a chance to get drunk on air. Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen can get as drunk as they want to. They still have the green light to get blasted. No one else does. This is um, directly from Chris Litch, the new boss at CNN, basically trying to rein in on some of the craziness that has been the CNN New Year's Eve coverage. Although of all the, the major news networks that have anchors just yakking up for New Year's Eve, it's been the most entertaining. It's also been the most chaotic and also has Andy Cohen doing crazy stuff. Before that, it was Kathy Griffin getting naked and all sorts of stuff, trying to make Anderson Cooper giggle. Because that's all we really want to see Anderson Cooper giggle on, you know, New Year's Eve. That's what we're really looking for. Don Lemon you know, getting drunk with Brooke Baldwin, who normally works there, you know, in New Orleans. Eh, we'll see. He's getting up early anyway, so I'm not sure all that drunkenness is kind of a sweet thing. And this is an interesting one because there's a story coming up, um, posting in, in about an hour or so, that goes deeper into what the the, the response from this is. But so we, we were going to tease that, but we decided to put this one into the story for the eight things for this morning so we can talk about it. And maybe we'll go into whatever happens over the weekend. The headline is Musk issues ultimatum to staff commit to hardcore Twitter or take severance. An email went out to all the twits who were left at Twitter after being the ones that were fired you know, a week ago. Uh, saying we're doing hardcore everybody's coming back to the office we're going to be we were 10 hour days we're going to sleep on our, under our desks we're going to do like i do and you either you're in or you're out there was a severance package to, to go or you can stick around for this and the email had a basically a check yes or just assume that you're not going to be innocent no they basically had no choice for no it was check yes or we're going to assume you're a no from that coming in that was deadline to, to answer that, that email was today so what's happened? Twitter closed all its offices yesterday and are closed today because they're afraid of all the backlash because all the people who have resigned because they don't want to go hardcore Twitter and the people who said yes to hardcore Twitter just long enough to get you know through uh, the holidays so they can go someplace else. They're suspected there might be issues going on with inside a building. There may be sabotage, maybe people monkeying around with the code. Uh, there's already short staffed on all the people that just get you logged into Twitter if you get logged out of Twitter. Uh, but they're suspecting that many people will act up because they have the right to act up. They don't have the right, but they think they have the right to act up because Elon Musk is wild and over his his uh, via Twitter. Elon Musk owns Twitter, so he can do whatever the hell he wants with it. That is the truth. However, comma, the people that work there can choose not to work there. That is the truth as well. So what we, did we tease for the weekend? Key evangelicals figure figures turn on Trump. He used us. So uh, Trump has announced he's running for president again early because he's trying to hope hopefully that will shield him from jail time because that's what he's really trying to get out of jail time and make some money. Uh, so we tease this. So this story can be a, one of the stories we will present to you next week. We will probably have the newsletter out five days a week. We will definitely not have the uh, video going out five days a week. So in the meantime, we will still post news stories. Uh, as we can every 50 if every 50 minutes on a news feed so be a part of the show and we'll provide some results somehow from what's happening uh but this is the story that we're teasing for going into the weekend we may chat this one up on monday in my chat this up i mean we may post this link on so you can read it on your own again 
come Monday. And you can make this happen by going to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com slash this is a conversation project and twitter.com slash th underscore conversation. Engage in the stories as they come down. Like them, love them, hate them. The more engagement you give to a story, the better chance it gets to go through. It's just that simple. And like we said, we're going to be off all week uh, for Thanksgiving week because a lot of things happening. But we'll present this to you in in, in some way, in, in either in the newsletter form, which will probably go out pretty quick and easy on that end, or some little blurb. We'll do some recordings here or there, some recorded things that upload them as they go. We'll maybe do a quick top 10 run through uh, in a recording that doesn't have all the birthdays and things in there. But we also means that we'll have less chance to talk about salesy stuff, which is the sad part because we'll need the salesy stuff to keep things going. We're going to repeat yesterday's big sponsor with Fundrise and just go through with that one. Fundrise is a place where you can invest in real estate uh, in a very simple manner. Invest into a real estate fund, invest into a group of people who put their money in and is managed just like a regular fund. Fundrise will take care of that. Fundrise right now, because real estate has been what it is, is doing fairly well considering everything else. Crypto is dead. Yes. Um, your stocks are dying, but they'll come back. They get resurrected. That happens. But the real estate market for the last year has been um, a roller coaster of craziness. Fundrise has been able to tackle that and keep things positive. Fundrise most of their funds for the year are on the positive. The fund I am in in Fundrise is on the positive. So I will make money for 2022 unless something crazy happens in the next six weeks. Uh, so this one thing I have that has been positive as investment has been Fundrise. Check them out at this. It's a conversationproject.com slash Fundrise. This is a conversationproject.com slash Fundrise. You will get a free shares into a fund that you join into. Plus, the first 30 days will have no fees attached. They take a percentage out of your of your uploads of your money you put in to um, fund the fundrise that's free for 30 days so free money for 30 days from fundrise check us out at our main website which is of course this is a project conversationproject.com and what you shall see there is us more about us stuff about us 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 stuff check it out this week because there's a lot of things that we're going to do to tool it and retune some things uh make sure some things are more conversational and more more just make more sense in the way they're presented on the website. And we're going to take some time since we won't be doing the video stuff. I'm trying to rush that down to work on some of the visuals of the website and some of the links and some things going on. Uh, it We are proud to say that this thing is like a 10-year project in various names, various iterations for various main topics. But the main topic, the main point has always been conversations with you out there. Thank you so much for that. Check out the Conversations Project website at this is conversationproject.com. Make sure you stop by there and find out links for our sponsors and partnerships page, our other projects that we produce, and of course, all the links to everything you can get to how, how you can access via the, the the web, via Facebook, via YouTube, via the podcast, which is just for your ears only. Check it out at the main website. All those links are there. Getting through the rest of the thing as because we've made it to the Friday. November 18th birthdays include Linda Evans, 80 years old, the monarch, monarchy, the hated matron, matron, the lady that run the things on Dynasty. Fighting off, um, you know, against you know marrying Blink Carrington, uh, and 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 being the head of household, uh, fighting against Alexis and all those other things. Uh, I'm getting mixed up right now. It's been a long dynasties was a long, long time ago. So, but this was a big deal. She big deal. Linda Evans hitting 80 on the day. Owen Wilson not a long time ago. Right now, starring in various things, including Loki. Now you may figure out, you may fight whether Owen or Luke is your favorite Wilson, but today that. 
win goes to Owen because it's his birthday, 54 on the day. Mike Epps, a comedian, is 52 years old today as well. Happy birthday to very, very funny man uh, into all sorts of things and, and doing his thing uh, right now as well. We're going to celebrate Apple Saturday today. Yes, it's Mickey Mouse's birthday. Yes, it's Mickey Mouse Day. Corporate Mickey. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to celebrate something awesome. Apple cider. And it's cider season because it is now the time. You know, get getting a little chilly. Thanksgiving's coming. Christmas there. Uh, get yourself a cup of apple cider, whether you like it nice and warm and toasty or just cool and just down like that. Apple cider is a drink that is endorsed by the Conversation Project and me, Jay Cliffin Payne. I get nothing from it. I just say apple cider is awesome. Not apple cider vinegar, which does some things too. This is straight up apple cider. So get you, a, find you a jug and drink a little bit for, for me. You know, knock a couple back for me, if you will, to celebrate the occasion of Apple Cider Day. One more thing you might not have heard that go out the door with is this little ditty right here. If you look for any sign of illness, eventually you'll find one. And if you Google any of them, you'll end up believing that you're moments from death. The Internet is a crucial tool for anyone with health anxiety. And it turns out that those who suffer from this sort of hydrochondria are more likely to develop an actual illness. The region study of more than 7,000 people found that people with health anxiety were 7% more likely to develop health diseases over 10 years than those who don't. So much like you know, the fact that you're paranoid doesn't mean that no one's not actually out to get you. The fact that you're paranoid about being sick doesn't mean you won't actually get sick. But mostly it's it is psychological. You essentially prepare yourself to be sick for something and you, you know, find yourself in with some sort of illness. So the best way to present yourself from many diseases is be more positive about it. Don't think that everything, every sniffle is not the plague. Just go with that. Every small little thing is not going to lead to a big thing in your illness. Be positive about your illness. Take care of it. You know, uh, you know, treat the symptoms, but to be positive about your illness and not so negative. We done. Friday, November 18th edition, 2022. For things you might have heard, my name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I'm telling you to stay hydrated, stay limber, and stay on task uh, for the great rest of this day, a great weekend, and a great week. If you're in the United States, happy Thanksgiving. If you're not in the United States, happy Thanksgiving anyway. Enjoy the week off. Give thanks just because you get a week to, to enjoy. That's one thing I learned yesterday at a chapel service at, at work when chapel service basically you know remember that you know special orders take time and so if you are got if it's taking time to get to where you need to be consider yourself a special order and just enjoy the ride because it's going to take a little extra time to get there but you can get there so remember that we'll be back video version uh coming in two weeks from now we'll we'll produce a newsletter um most days if we have the access like i said we're having some internet access and some issues where we may not have stable access and time to get stuff places we'll be in some weird places to be honest so it may be delayed it may be kind of late but we're gonna get you what you can so you can stay engaged stay engaged with us on the twitters and the facebook if you will and just um join the newsletter Go to our website, this is a conversation project.com and find the link for the newsletter. So you get that newsletter and that will be there for you all week long. In the meantime, we're running long and we got to get on to this great Friday. So let's have a great Friday. We will talk to you two Mondays from now. Enjoy yourself. Be good. Be well. Love you all. Remember, we need you here for the great things you're here to do. So be here in two weeks. <laughs>